Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynis. And I'm Ashley. And this week we're discussing Dead to Rights, which is episode 18 from season 9 and originally aired on the 21st of March, 1993. Our writer is Tom Sawyer. So he's written 24 episodes and we have watched... Wait, I want to guess 40. No, he, he's written 24. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, make no. it I, I literally, literally just said <laughs> 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 Megan, we're, we're, we're recording. I understand that right now. I something you, but I think IMDb is wrong about his credits. Okay? <laughs> or like, where do you get Yes, and. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hate myself. Okay. So the episodes he's written that we've watched are Broadway Malady, Joshua Peabody Died Here Possibly, No Laughing Murder, The Family Jewels, Return of Preston Giles, Programmed for Murder, Dead Eye, the Phantom Killer, A Quaking in Aspen, Evidence of Malice, and The Szechuan Dragon. Love it. I feel like we have a very similar character between Evidence of, uh, sorry, not Evidence of Malice, um, The Phantom Killer, and this episode. Yes! Similar mm. hairstyles, well, perhaps. Well, and I'll just say, I think the guy in this one's less likable, but it was a very similar vibe, and that's the first thing I saw when he came on the scene less likable more attractive are we on agreement on that i think less likable less attractive mm, interesting we'll get into it okay. this is what you come here for is the <laughs> viewpoints of less likable less attractive or more likable more attractive okay so let's see if i can provide any kind of synopsis on dead to rights please do literally in the middle of my notes is i'm confused <laughs> and i have some fun facts for the actor that plays vincent Pulaski. Oh, yeah, I love it. So this is a weird... So there's two connections here. So our episode last week was about stocks and trading and all that sort of stuff. This episode also features that element as well. And we have characters, while the spelling is different, whose last names are Pulaski. (laughs) So last episode in um, How to Make a Killing Without Really Trying was Normal Pulaski. And in this episode, our lawyer is Vincent Pulaski. (laughs) so strange across seasons anyways so this episode jessica gets embroiled in some stuff (laughs) some real stuff so she i mean talk about a long con right so we we see her in cabot cove saying good parting ways with her researcher dana ballard played by molly hagan who Jessica seems this is almost right away and seems to actively not like and we find out later that she thinks that not that Dana's not been doing a good job not been doing the work she says she's been doing and has basically been lying the whole time she's been with her (laughs) we then see Dana skulk off to Portland to try to get a job with financier and securities broker Ethan Stevens played by Sam Anderson 
And she has a very successful interview where she mentions that she works for Jessica, gives Ethan Jessica's number, all this stuff. And then we see her go to her hotel room whilst drinking a lot of wine. She resets Jessica's voicemail machine to basically redirect, like to try to pick up her voicemail messages so that she can pretend to be Jessica to Ethan, give herself a glowing reference, all this sort of stuff. And Jessica's getting more and more suspicious of what's going on. So where this hits a sort of pinnacle of weirdness is when Jessica and Ethan both separately end up at a very snazzy new restaurant in Portland called The Atlantis. Ethan thinks he's just spoken to Jessica for this reference. And Jessica has never met Ethan before in her life, but her dinner guest is like, that's a really big deal guy in this town. Ethan, as it turns out, is not only a securities guy, he's a big time J.B. Fletcher fan. Mm. So he loves her. So he hires Dana Ballard. In the background to all this, we have the people in Ethan's life. So his wife, Missy Stevens, played by Christine Belford, and he sort of implies to her they might have to leave soon. His partner, Baker Lawrence, played by Edward Winter, who is threatening him that he's going to go to the SEC because Ethan has been, you know, playing fast and loose with the rules around (laughs) financial stuff. It sounds like he's been embezzling. And also involved here is a guy that works at the company, a young guy called Todd Merlin, played by Wallace Langham, who clearly is Baker's man and is after Ethan. So Dana gets the job. She gets a sort of mysterious phone call. JB confronts her about the lying and she's still lying. And then she gets a mysterious phone call from her partner who's telling her that she needs to break into Ethan's office. When she breaks into his office, we see that Ethan comes in. He's then shot. I sort of don't know what's happening. Later on, Dana gets arrested for the murder by Lieutenant Gabriel Rodino, played by Richard Libertini, who you might remember is Carson. Yeah. And um, from, it jumped out. It was film yeah. flam. And so, so there's a lot of difficult things here. So she gets a public defender called Vincent Pulaski, played by Stephen Kay, who knows that she's basically a pathological liar but goes to jessica and is like can you please help me as my pi because i my normal pi is out of town and people don't really want to work with me on this and everybody especially prosecutor bruce hastings played by jeffrey nordling is really pushing for dana to um just get a take a plea um because there seems to be a lot of evidence that not only was she in the office that she fired a gun (laughs) all this sort of stuff she's claiming she didn't do any of that stuff so finally, God, this is such a long time. Finally, Jessica and Vincent get Dana to, to tell them the truth. This is after like 40 minutes of her lying. So it's we've all lived through this, I feel like. And what she says is that she had actually gone to high school with Todd, that he knew that her dad was really unwell. And if her dad found out that she had this problem, it would really upset him. So she agrees to help Todd to try to steal files from Ethan. And the reason she'd gotten a job with Jessica was because she they knew that Jessica was Ethan's favorite author. And if she could get a job with Jessica, then when Todd makes sure that <laughs> Ethan's secretary gets fired for mishandling whatever, he can then get Dana an interview in and she has this way in with Ethan. Like, what is the end goal? 
the angle is to find out that he was actually embezzling funds and I think try to get rid of him. Like, I think Todd was working with Baker to try to get rid of Todd Ethan. Todd Dana has the, like, capabilities to... Well, she's obviously a very gifted liar and she seems pretty capable to me of handling the, all this stuff. But yeah, I take your point, Glennis. Like, it's, it's so... I think this is what I struggled with it. Like, the sort of long con is there but the like end goal is like nebulous yeah, yeah yeah and it feels like he could have brought in someone may arguably like more professional than dana but anyways mm-hmm. well and then how would you know that she's telling the truth about anything well but she would be stealing the files so i guess they wouldn't it wouldn't matter what she was saying mm-hmm. or not Vincent also works with his grandmother, Wanda Pulaski, played by Evelyn Keys, who's like a hacker or something. Right. The But basically what they find out once Dana starts telling the truth is that Ethan had a partner in this sort of like embezzlement scheme, and that was the prosecutor. So the prosecutor was the one who had basically he'd broken into Ethan's office ahead of Dana. And then whilst he was in there, he hid... <laughs> But his his man's handbag, they kept calling it, was on the desk because he'd brought it with him. And he'd beamed Dana over the head when Ethan came in, shot Ethan, and then shot a gun from Dana's hand while she was unconscious and spread her blood from her head on the table to make it look like she'd bonked her head after she'd shot Ethan. So yeah, so like... But yeah, Glynis, I do take your point that it's quite loose. And also, I would have thought if you thought he was doing something as serious as like fraud, but maybe they weren't going to, you know, that you could hire an actual PI to to do that work. Yeah, but then it felt like the end goal was to blackmail him. Because if they wanted him out, then, yeah. Or to find, yeah. Or to like, get in on the embezzlement like or find the money and was missy having an affair with baker i don't know okay uh yeah that was i i couldn't tell seemed like maybe so we had so the one fun fact for this episode is this is the final acting role for evelyn keys who played wanda she would however live until 2008 so she was the grandma she was the grandma Okay. Was she in Gone with the Wind? No, no. Let's have a little look. The photo, it's always interesting. The photos are always like these old timey. They are. You know, like pin curl kind of. What is she known for? Seven Year Itch. The Prowler, Gone with the Wind. Oh, so she plays Sue Ellen O'Hara. Yeah, she's one of the sisters. Sisters. Okay. I think she might have been one of the like long, like last remaining cast members to live. Oh, really? I thought something like that. Oh. Anyhow, fun fact. No shrinking violet this one. <laughs> I love that. It looks like wildly different. Yeah. Who does? Stephen K. Yeah. So oh, what, my, today? Yeah. My fun fact is that he's been a director for like the last 20 years. Yeah. And he directed... Um, Yellowstone and Friday Night Lights and like oh, really? all of these Lifetime movies like Craigslist Wait, Killer. And he's married to Piper Parabo? And he's married to Piper Parabo. Sorry, I, Wait, I which one that. is he? Vincent Pulaski. Vincent Pulaski. He's the lawyer? 
Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. He looks, he's, he's like, where's be- Yeah. Beanies and tattoos. Wait. <laughs> oh my God. Now I'm on his page. I mean, he looks the same in the face. Like if you look at his yeah. face. Yeah. But he's like so edgy now with his arm. <laughs> Hey. He he weirdly looks younger now. Like yeah, yeah. Oh my god, he directed a seven. He directed fifteen episodes of Yellowstone. It sounds like he works a lot with Taylor Sheridan. Right, Taylor okay. Sheridan did. Um, what do you call it? Sons of Anarchy. That's restarted, mm. and so it seems like he's doing a lot of son, uh, Taylor Sheridan work. Oh my god, he married yeah, he did he married um Piper Parable. Her. She's quite a bit younger than he is. Yeah. He well, did well. good for him. Good for him. They they look cute. They look lots of a handsome couple. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot going on in this episode. I mean a I think, lot. I think <laughs> sometimes with this is like what I'm always saying about like double crosses on stuff is like unless you're really gonna keep me on board with the double cross like I will tune it out so the only reason I was paying any kind of real attention to this is because we were doing this for this show but um normally when I watch this episode I just my mind slides right over all of the double crossing and I'm just like yeah let's just See where this goes. And <laughs> I did have to like really pay attention to my notes to like keep me keep me back, but it was not easy. Well, I remember her, you know, like yeah. she's the one that stands out. Because it kind of reminds me there's a one there's one later, I think, with I think you say her name Megan, but Megan follows like the Anna Green Gables girl, where mm-hmm. she's like a home health nurse. And they think she's been killing her patients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so it kind of reminded me of that one. But this one, I did just like, like, her, like all of her naughtiness. And she kind of reminded me of Wendy from the one mm-hmm. where you're like, yeah, are you like, what, what's going on here? Was she? Yeah, there's a lot. Well, see, you don't like. It's annoying, but she's so unstressed out by her own lying that you're like, I guess I'm kind of on board for whatever's happening. It was just the bit where they're like in the room. They're like, we are the last people trying to help you. And I'm like, why are they even trying to help you? Why was the lawyer so invested? And then she was hot. I guess. And then Jessica's already peeved at her because the lady from the county fair and the New Hampshire <laughs> State Fair, like, oh my God, that lady's office, I was obsessed with. <laughs> the county fair lady? The county <laughs> fair lady just had all the, it's like, blinking, you miss it. And she's like, she didn't call me at all to, like, you know, find out about the county fair. And there's just, like, horse riding, you know, memorabilia. Right. <laughs> And like the thing where she she put the FBI founded in um, 1924 and the editor's like, actually, I'm working on a book about the Bureau at the moment. Oh, and it was founded in 1908. You're like, oh my God, you guys, that's such an easy thing to have looked up. Oh, and then her editor is like, Jessica, are you okay? Jessica's <laughs> like, I'm fine. Why? <laughs> it's like, I've been taken advantage of by this girl that like did not do her actual flipping job. 
I paid really her. I want to know what detail from the New Hampshire <laughs> State Fair was so crucial <laughs> that if she screwed it up. <laughs> like, like how many horses are in the race? Like, like four. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, I think he was interested in her because she was cute and he wanted to help her. He did seem to genuinely feel a bit sorry for her. But Glittis did make me laugh. We're like halfway through. She's like, I have no idea what's going on anymore. And I was like, all right. Okay. And I swear I'm smart. Okay. No. Yeah, it was. It was a tricky one though. It was tricky. I actually thought the last one was kind of confusing. Like, I mean, maybe I just wasn't paying as close of attention. This one is because I feel like they don't introduce the DA until like kind of way into the episode, which is always something thing i'm not wild about dana there were like this she sort of doesn't really give a lot at the beginning like jessica doesn't about how many times she has messed up and like lied to her like it's just sort of like oh yeah well there was that incident last week like la 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 and so you don't really have a sense that jessica doesn't like this person and so there's just a lot of whiplash in it that i Mm. And mm-hmm. I was tired, admittedly, and not really paying that close attention. And so every twist and turn, I was not, I don't know. Not, I, I think the thing is, some this is like a really dangerous tightrope to walk of like Jessica dealing with someone who has actively wronged her. Because yeah. we know Jessica doesn't suffer fools. Right. But then it's like also is then put in the position of being the victim because she isn't well and so jessica is like having to be she's so annoyed through the whole episode of this woman 100 percent, and it's like and which is understandable and she still paid her which was wild like she still wrote her check knowing she's just like just get out of my hair she's like you know what i don't believe you like when they're in the the, um, jail at the police headquarters you know and she's like you know what i don't believe you (laughs) i know i do think it's written well because you still what you don't want is for jessica to bully this person but you also need her to like stand up to this you know what i mean so it's like this really difficult thing of like and also like why would she want to stay involved in helping this person who's basically like Mm -hmm. shown themselves to be not trustworthy like if i had to like defend and like go to someone who at every opportunity was just lying straight to mm-hmm. my face i would i would get over it so quickly and then the scene that made me laugh out loud is when dana is meeting with um ethan stevens which we can get into how many times that <laughs> oh, happened boy she, she they're both just like losing their minds over jessica like and she tells us like oh she's like she goes on a three mile run every morning and then has four cups of coffee before even sitting down and he's like oh my god so amazing <laughs> and it's just and like you say too like uh she doesn't take any calls before three before p.m. three o'clock so that that gave her enough time to go home yeah uh, or to go to the hotel room to change the um messaging he like god the kind of self-discipline that would take yeah like, and i'm like and it was after that and not the 
mile run. Yeah, right, right. Not the three right. mile run where she and then right, four right. cups of coffee is kind of wild. Yeah, before she even sits down, like that's a yeah. ton of coffee. <laughs> I just like really go to bed at like 4 p.m. (laughs) Yeah, like that kind of like, and they're both like, and his energy is so weird and she's so weird. And it just, I mean, I loved it. Well, because you think looking at Ethan, Dana would have gotten the job anyways because she's cute and he's a perv. And Zeta, you have to say the full name when you refer to him. Yeah, oh, Ethan, Ethan, I was Steven, a little thrown off by that when you were <laughs> Who did I mean? Well, it just, I know <laughs> they say it a lot, but it, I know this is silly to even say it. It just sounds so much like even Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like every time they say it, I'm like. Honestly, I think they called him by his, only his first name once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started because you would ask me to when I watched to like. I lost track after 12, but it was a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. I honestly, I had a feeling that it would be like in the teens. So and every they, time he introduced uh, himself, he was like, uh, e- Ethan Stevens. <laughs> Ethan Stevens is such a like. Specific name. But yeah, it just like sticks in and like, but yeah, so he, his wife having to tell off Dana to keep him away from her husband. It's like, right. She didn't need to have worked for Jessica to get this job. She's like just some cute woman that he's going to probably hire anyways. So. Yeah. Ethan Ethan Stevens. (laughs) It is weird because they say it so many. I I definitely missed the first like five. And then I was like, wait, (laughs) Why aren't they just calling him Ethan? Like after a certain point. Or Mr. Everyone, Stevens. Or yeah, they're gonna right. know what they're talking about. Some names just can't be said on their own. You know, it's like Gordon LaMonica. You're not just gonna call him Gordon. <laughs> or Terry Doville. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Susanna. <laughs> Gordon LaMonica. <laughs> we have these all-star names. Ethan Stevens, Terry Dovo, and Gordon LaMonica are top notch. <laughs> Every more, year we more get a Metzger. new name. Well, yeah. <laughs> more, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> she, um, not laughing at Ethan Stevens. <laughs> <sighs> it was really surprising. I don't know why. And I'm really glad that you took note. Because uh, yeah. twelve is too many. That's it a was, ton. It's a lot. Yeah. So we've got Vincent in this episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like we probably need to talk a bit about him because he comes in Real like hot. a like a tornado. I mean, honestly, I was yeah. like the hair, the like earring, the ensemble, the weird. 90s sarcastic attitude it's like it was so so much (laughs) when he's straight in with like people don't like me yeah (laughs) but this person who's constantly lying to me I feel some affection towards right right he's like my love life's a disaster you're like why is he mentioning this what is you know you're not supposed to date your client you guys like just a heads up like if you're a lawyer well, that's like poo-pooed about, 
uh, age is age ain't nothing but a number on that. Oh, I wonder if I got an age for both of them. Uh, sorry, I'm just gonna double check. I, I'm sure I did. Yep. Everything's fine. Okay. <laughs> it all checks out. <laughs> I also kept getting confused when they kept talking about how, like, oh, she's not finished college or university. And so I, I had no sense of, like, how old she was supposed to be. Mm. I mean, I thought she was meant to be, like, 23. I thought, oh, you know. see, I thought she looked older than that. Yeah. No, no, she she does. But the way they're talking about her and the fact that she's got this kind the guy of problem. she went to high school with is, like, a senior associate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like. But he looked young. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. At like 27, 28. Anyways. That guy was really familiar to me. Yes. What is he from? Like a sitcom or something? Who? He was in CSI for 247 okay, episodes. Wallace, Wallace Langham? He's in Veronica's Closet. That's okay. That's what, that's I'm what you're of. thinking of. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Me too. Yeah. So I was like, I'm sure I've seen CSI and I can't really remember him on <laughs> no, that. No, I really like him. I it's remember him from Veronica's Closet. <laughs> yeah. And then part of me was like, oh, I wonder if he like did more work like later on. And then to Susanna's point, I scrolled up to about 200 and something episodes of CSI. And I was like, oh, that's good for him. Yeah, loads. He yeah. he was also in 89 episodes of the Larry Sanders show. Ah, uh, yeah. So he must have been a regular cast member, although I never really watched that show because I think it was like a little bit before I would have been old enough. Really consistent. Yeah. Super consistent. He's got yeah. 136 credits. I know. And now he's in, now he's in Perry Mason. Right. Okay. Was he in a show where he like weirdly really likes someone, and then he's like kind of stalkery? Hmm. Yes. Yeah, Veronica's closet. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not Veronica's closet. Mm, I don't know. It's gonna I can't remember all his photos. It might have. Was he in another? How many murders she wrote? Has he been in? Uh, he was in. I can tell you this. He was in one, and this oh. was it. Mm. <laughs> he, he was in an episode of Rosewood. I mean, he's literally guested on, like, every Everything. show going. Yeah. I mean, this is just a potpourri. Consider- How does he have the time to be in, like, over 200 episodes of CSI and then guest in all of these shows? <laughs> I know. I mean, it's pretty pretty incredible. 21 episodes of What About Joan? What show is that? I, I know. know. Was it Joan Cusack show? Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. Oh God! Now I feel terrible that I've said something. What about Joan? <laughs> he was in. Yeah. So he was in Veronica's closet. Was he like a main? Yeah. Cast member on that show. Okay. Yeah, and I can't believe oh. there were sixty-seven episodes. Was he the of that. janitor in Veronica's closet? <laughs> I thought he played her assistant. Like, yeah i'm sure he was her assistant he was like an office person oh my god you know who else was in veronica's closet is the guy that plays you know on um, galaxy quest the guy that's the little boy that then 
like you know he's like grows up so he's not a little boy anymore and he's like the he's meant to be oh what's the russian yes. character in star oh, trek oh yeah called? like will whatever yeah, yeah he's meant to be so he's on veronica's closet you know oh my daryl mitchell daryl mitchell sorry yes yeah. that's his name yeah daryl mitchell oh, i love him yeah. he's so he's so cute Oh, Dan Cortez was in Veronica's Closet. Do you remember? Yeah. He was an MTV VJ, right? Yes. Oh my God. Ron Silver was was the yeah. ex-husband. Yes. Oh hey. my word. They always make fun of him on how did this get made where they call him actor activist Ron Silver. <laughs> That's Wait, what it says why? on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> I think they brought him up when they were talking about... Um, time cop okay because he's the bad guy in time cop if you've yeah. ever seen if you've ever seen that movie yeah i think wallace langham plays her assistant in veronica's closet okay god i i mean but then I of really... course the episodes underneath like the more like this are all shows that i've watched so suddenly susan yeah caroline in the city yes. oh yeah big time yeah um she had a funny ex-boyfriend though on that show yeah, she did. And I liked Del. your friend that was in Cats. Yeah. Okay, we've taken it. But it's oh, God, I'm so sorry. I, I was just furiously typing and trying to figure it <laughs> Yeah, Caroline in the City was about a lady that was a, um, played by Leah Thompson, who was a cartoonist who made enough money to have a, like, beautiful in New York. Yeah. Beautiful. And she falls in love with the guy that is her like person that colors in the cartoons or something like I just this is crazy this is like fantasy stuff like it's just crazy um okay a couple of points to make before we get to the beats um Dana takes off her clip-on earrings to make phone calls I think that's mm, an important point yeah. that's great uh, Jessica reassures us that her novels are character based. Yeah, who is she saying that to? Because she, he was like, I had the same question because I have one of the quotes written down where he goes, "Oh, contrary, I find your book surprisingly literate. I find mysteries tedious." Yeah, and he's like, she's like, well, mine are actually really character. Yeah, who says that, Susanna? I think it was meant to be like um. Was he like a seller or a reviewer or something? Is somebody in the lit like a critic? He's part of the literati, you know. Okay. The literati. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> one time. Um, okay. Uh at some point, Vincent says, Mea culpa. <laughs> and I was like, this show flipping loves a mea culpa. I so I liked it. that. Um, yeah, Wanda, her house is crazy. That's fine. Um is Dana gets diagnosed with borderline psychosis. I was yeah. like, oh, but it's wow. curable. Yeah, when she said totally it was curable, curable, I was like, I mean, they did also, in fairness to the show, mention that she was going to have to be in years of therapy. Yeah, she did acknowledge <laughs> that that was true, but yeah. borderline psychosis felt like a, a it tough... incurable to me, <laughs> but treatable. Like a, yeah. Tough. <laughs> I know I'm trying to laugh because it, it sounds awful, but like just I think what it sounds is like something you wouldn't diagnose someone as having now. Yeah. You there would be maybe gentler terms than mm -hmm. saying to someone they've got borderline psychosis, which is 
as that's rough. Um, I also think it could have been like a throwaway line where it's like, she's getting the help she needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just like that, like the way they, like, it was just like, well, she's going to have to go into years of treatment. <laughs> she's not going to be changing people's <laughs> like, go back cancer to yeah. voice messages anymore. <laughs> yeah. She's going to go. Well, cause this was the other thing is like, she was lying and they were saying, well, she basically, they were saying she was a compulsive liar, but it, to me, a compulsive liar is someone that lies off the cuff because they sort of can't help themselves. Not someone who's like plodding away in a hotel room whilst drinking wine to like, you know what I mean? Not like conning right. people out of yeah. stuff, you no, know? And she seemed like so gleeful when she realized she'd pulled mm-hmm. off the like telephone trick. I mean, yeah. who knows? I mean, they. I think they wanted to make her likable at the end. So they're just yeah. like, okay, this is what we're going to do. But I was like, it just... But then it's like, that's why I will always love Wendy from that other episode with um whatever Berrigan. What was his name? Something Berrigan. Yeah. Because she was like so unapologetic. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, this woman has to, I mean, it's good that she's dealing with her mental health, which is good. But I guess her prize at the end of all this is Vincent. Like, so what? So yeah. he's, she's going to have to go back to school, work on herself. So she can marry Vincent. Great. Like, uh, yeah, anyways. that doesn't feel like the win. I yeah. did like that he, he says to Jessica, I know she's kind of got a problem telling the truth. <laughs> just like, kind of? Right. <laughs> and like, what, what is, but also like on the reverse, like, I mean, for him, like, he seems nice enough. And she's just gonna lie to him forever. Mm. Well, yeah, and then mm. he would have gone out so far out of his way to, you know, to do all these things to try to help her. Where you're like, do you even know her? But I guess he thought she was innocent, and he was like a crusader for, you know, and all this sort of stuff. I just a couple more notes. I wrote so much sneaking in Ethan's office, so much sneaking, and then Stevens, Ethan Stevens, <laughs> Ethan yeah, Stevens. Even, yeah. Please, Susanna, don't call him by just his first name again. Thank you. <laughs> it's too jarring, and I forget what episode we're yeah. in. I can barely remember <laughs> what happened. <in> that. <laughs> Then Jessica dents the hell out of Ethan Stevens's Jasmine Wood desk. Oh, that was right. crazy. I was like, you could have made that point without jamming a paperweight into the top of the desk and denting it. Um, <laughs> no, I think it was the only way, Susanna. She's like, look at this. Boom. Right. She's a... <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> after she had just said like how much money how expensive it was they all kept being like it's hundreds of years old and it's made of jasmine wood and all this stuff and she's just like bonk she's like check this out i have <laughs> money has no value to me <laughs> she's like, not my fault it's too fragile like i guess it's not that fragile right guys because <laughs> it didn't dent when dana's head hit it um i guess that is kind of a gross thing so typical tom sawyer that a man rubbed his hand into a woman's wound and then wiped the blood on the side of the desk oh the blood horrifying yeah yeah that's pretty gross um okay episode beats (laughs) 
We'll, we'll circle back to that, I'm sure, at the Bloody Hands. Episode beats. Thunder weather, no. Secret doors, closet hiding. We had a lot of office snooping and hiding. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Poisoning, bludgeoning. Ethan Stevens was shot. <laughs> phone wire cut. There's a, I said there was phone fraud. So it wasn't, yeah. but there's yeah. a lot of shenanigans with the phone. Tired tech, we have both a payphone and a voicemail machine. So I guess people used to hack into your voicemail machines and reset the outgoing message. Is she shaking? No. And then the next one I have is, oh, you. But no, we don't have any of that. Although we do have some sexy talk from Missy telling uh, Dana to stay away from her husband, which I enjoy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Window <laughs> peep. We have... Oh, I did think this was a good window peep, actually, because I had originally put the doorway shock when Jessica and Vincent opened the door and Missy and Baker in the office and they like pull away from each other. I thought that was good. But Uh the real window peep is the front doorway has the shadow cast. Someone's like stood on the other side of the glass, which I thought Mm -hmm. was very good. Uh, Fake name ID. No drinking game. Say it out on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Ethan Stevens. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Uh, the one and only Ethan Stevens. You're going to have to drink. You are going to be hammered after yeah, watching this episode. You are not making it through that episode. If you you're taking know. a shot, even like, let's say 12 is on the low bound of what it ended up being. Yeah, it's That's- too many. Too many. many. Not good. Well, it's just weird because, yeah, you're right. Like, everyone just called him that. I wonder if there was, like, one writer who was like, this name is gold. And so (laughs) every line that has him in there. No, he was like, you guys, I've got an idea. We're going to call him (laughs) Ethan Stevens. And they're like, Tom, you're crazy. You're wild. We got to throw a Pulaski in there just to kind of even it out. That's what they said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay, we can't just be Ethan Stevens. We got to like, you know. Got to have a Pulaski. Um, so we have a cop, the fuzz slash cop quirk. We have Lieutenant Rodino and he was sort of like cynical. I guess we didn't spend a ton of time with him. So it's hard to know. And he- I find looking at him really like tricky because I hated Carson so much Mm. that when I see that guy show up, it just gets gets a little little tricky. You've not forgiven him. Not. For his stint. Not yet. So we have cop chemistry, no. Uh, Room raiders, no. Businessy business securities. I heart hardly know. Age ain't nothing but a number. Okay, 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 okay. Baker Lawrence was 56 and Bruce Hastings, our prosecutor, was 31. Lieutenant Gabriel Rodino. Yeah, he looked pretty young in the face, I thought. He's Bruce. the guy from Mighty Ducks 3. Yeah, he's bad. Well, in Mighty Ducks 3, they just didn't know him and he wasn't Gordon Bombay. And so then they got. Uh huh. Did Gordon Bombay come back? Briefly, but as like a cameo. Okay. Anyhow. No, no, sorry. Lieutenant Gabriel Rodino was 60. 
Wanda Pulaski was 77. Okay. Missy Stevens was 44. And Ethan Stevens was 46. Okay. Todd Merlin was 28. Vincent Pulaski was 30. And Dana Ballard was 32. So all kind of. Okay. Yeah. A little bit maybe older than you would have thought. Yeah. 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 Although not to be whatever, but to me, those people all looked up, like the, the younger people, like mm-hmm. all looked about that kind of age. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. The Jonathan scale. No, not really. I mean, maybe Vincent's like a bit self-righteous, but. He's okay. These days, Vincent and Dana, I guess. I mean, I'm not sure. Not not Vincent. What was the other guy's name? Todd. Todd, kind of? Yeah. You think Todd liked her? I just thought they maybe, like, well, they had some kind of relationship. I didn't think so. I thought he was just finding a... Yeah, because I think of these days as, like, having at least... Tiny. Tiny. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Petite feet, no. Glamour shots, no. Smooches, no, but Vincent and Dana are together, question mark. Which is, I don't want to deal with that. That just feels like, I don't think so. I didn't get that vibe. Well, he was sort of, the grandma was saying it, but he was saying no. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The bloody hands, we do see the shooting. We see him rub her head to get the um, blood off of it to put it on the desk. (laughs) And then we see it rubbed on the desk, don't we? It's so. I think think on the side of the desk, we see him like rub it. The bloody hands, we, oh, sorry, sorry. Familial ties, no, this is an old employee. Friend function, I mean, not really. Doesn't apply. Eyes closed, head shake, yes. Although I did put, she's sort of annoyed with Vincent. Because he says something like, oh, I hope I get to represent you because that's a case I can't wait to lose. And Jessica's like, calm down. Right. Stop trying to make this about you. Yeah. 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 I just said he was a bit OTT. He was so, yeah. He just was annoying. And it was, yeah. Okay. Fave outfit, worst outfit, Ashley. Um, so I think my fave outfit, I like Jessica's clothes a lot, but I think uh, Missy Stevens had a red striped blazer skirt suit with white accents. It was so bold and tacky. And yet I really loved it. You loved it. Yeah. (laughs) And then the worst outfit was um, Vincent Pulaski's hair, the way it kind of like was smooth on top and then puffed out at the bottom into like wet curls. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he had very large earrings or an earring Mm -hmm. that was all a little bit distracting. Okay. Megan, what do you think? (laughs) Yeah, his hair was very tough for me. Um... (laughs) I think I like when oh and this is an episode I'm surprised no one mentioned it where Jessica wears kind of like a homey house sweater it's it's Mm -hmm. not the one that says home across it but I thought multicolored it thought it was something you guys might like um I like Dana's like corporate (laughs) blue blazer and like big hair she's like (laughs) gonna take the world by storm and then yeah, and then I think his hair is probably my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Glennis, what do you think? 
So actually, Jessica's knit sweater was my worst. Mm. Okay, mm, that's it, tough to hear. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of, uh, a lot of patches. Um, I also really loved the red uh, skirt suit from the wife, um, and also Dana's turquoise suit. I mm. also wrote love the bow tie, but I can't remember who that was about. It's who she's getting Ethan like Ethan Stevens me. Oh, um Ethan Stevens. It was it was sort of a like a random character. I think it's the guy, the literati. I think yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that's who she's yeah. Okay. Whatever that okay. person's name may be. The <laughs> literati. Oh, and oh. I did really sorry, this is a Wait, did we do tired tech yet? We probably have, right? Yeah. Like yeah. in Wanda's office, did you guys notice that she has this like arcade game type set setup? Yeah, so I had a lot of questions. Why does Wanda have a bunch of arcade games in her office? <laughs> and then I wrote so elaborate, but I'm pretty sure the so elaborate was the plot of the entire episode and, and maybe not Wanda's up. Ep- I'll send office. you guys a picture of it, but it's like called Fun House <laughs> and it looks yeah really scary she had multiple <laughs> games in there she had yeah. a bunch of other like arcadey stuff in there was mm-hmm. that reference that i didn't miss a reference to that right they like never addressed it like okay. it was just like oh she's got a crazy house like that was uh, sort of okay. it yeah yep i know sorry i didn't mean to i should have come up with that earlier so my fave outfit was Missy's black turtleneck with gold jewelry. Mm-hmm. That whole uh-huh. outfit, the black and yeah. the black. Yeah. That was nice. Worst outfit, also Vincent's hair. So yep. I think that's been a rough road for all of us. Biggest hunk. Megan, what do you think? Biggest hunk? Hunk. Hunk, I mean, hunk, hunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. And I love how I'm like, <laughs> what? I think we like we've never <laughs> I do think um the bad DA is a pretty good looking guy. So I might have to go him, but feels oh, wrong since he's naughty. That's okay. Glynis, what about you? I'm gonna go Missy. Missy, okay. Ashley? Missy. I went Dana. Nice. That's so nice. covered quite a lot there. JB Burns. Glynis, what do you think for JB Burns? Uh, I just had the one where, um, Vincent goes, so she's kind of got a problem telling the truth. And she says, kind of. Yeah, Um, that's good. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Ashley. Yeah. I think it's in the same scene where she agrees to speak to Dana, but she goes, and on the off chance, she can go up to five minutes without lying. I will try to help her. (laughs) That's good. And then the other one was Missy talking about her husband. And she goes that while I may consider him a major clown of the Western world, he is (laughs) my major clown. (laughs) I thought that was a great line. Yeah. Megan, what about you? I didn't really have the only one I could come up with that I then didn't know who she was talking to was the thing about that hers were more character based. (laughs) The only thing other one I had was this is literally like the first line Jessica says, and she says it to Dana. She says, your work has been extremely valuable. Most of it anyway. Mm -hmm, And I thought that was a sick burn. That's really me me off. Cause I was like, then Jessica like immediately turns on her. Um, But I thought 
more or less complimentary at the beginning. Well, should have called that New Hampshire rodeo or <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I know how hard could it have been to just do a bit <laughs> of that work. Tattles instantly. It's like we have no record of her yeah, ever. Never calling. heard of her. <laughs> um, Faith guest star Ashley. What do you think? Um, I had Molly Hagen. She plays Dana Ballard. Okay. Megan. Me too. I think she was in Herman's head too. Yeah. Memory serves. Okay. Glennis. I'll also go Molly Hagen, but I do have to give honorable mention. For just the character of Ethan Stevens. Because yeah. yeah. I'm also going to go with Dana. And I feel like, yeah, I was going to joke and say I was going to do um, Vincent's hair. But I, then I changed my mind. And also I feel like that inspired our conversation, Glennis, about Tim Robinson's sketch where <laughs> the guy has the dog hair. <laughs> but, oh my God, I can't wait to watch. I'm so far behind. Oh, it's that, really, yeah, yeah, that's a great one. That and the Tim Meadows one. The Tim Meadows one's amazing. Have you seen the one with the zip line? Yeah, yeah. And I've I've seen the Fred Armisen one, which I loved. Yeah. Oh my is. god, that yeah. Every this is like these little things that now in life, like someone parked on the curb the other day. And I was like thinking of guys getting his hair stuck because he's got the long ponytail God, I... under the car. Um, okay, Glennis's guess. Who do you remember? Who you guessed, Glennis? Yes, I guessed uh, Missy. Mm. Yes, that was wrong. Tough one. It's hard to know the prosecutor when we'd only seen them literally like once. That but. is, Murder, She Wrote's usually really good about not doing that, but yeah. there are a lot of shows that do that where you're like, are you kidding me? We just met this person. How are we supposed to know? So I think it's a little unfair, but to their credit, they don't, it's not something they do that often. No, that's true. Yeah. Um. Okay. What do we think Clintus gave Dead to Rights? Six. Okay, Ashley? Six. I think six. I want to say seven for the Ethan Stevens of it all. (laughs) I mean, I will say she was very confused. Like, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say four. Okay. I'm going to go with the six. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go with a four. (laughs) Yeah. Great. (laughs) I I like that you all thought that Ethan Stevens carry an episode that barely knew what happened in. I'm laughing so hard at the thing. To be fair, she was very confused. (laughs) I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So we what did you gave it a four? Four. <laughs> Very confused. I was. I was tired. It, we, no, she, it's I it's mean it's fair to yeah, it's, it's pretty opaque. Well and we had a very like a pretty straightforward episode just mm-hmm. prior. Mm-hmm. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make fun of you, but there was a no, bit where I, Missy, I, Missy's... 
I'm more shocked that the other two thought I'd give it five when I barely knew what was going on. I think we just thought you like love the Ethan Stevens thing so so much. Exactly. Yeah. Certain things like Philip in a robe can carry an episode. Okay. you know Ethan Stevens must I mean to be honest like there was this bit where you know the bit where Missy confronts Dana and it's like don't you play the actress oh yeah 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 and when they get through the (laughs) they get through that conversation (laughs) and all I hear from the iPad is that it's going I don't know what she's saying to her I was like, I think she's saying don't sleep with my husband. I was just like, okay. (laughs) Oh my God, so good. And Steven's bit did bump it up from like, I'd say a three to the four. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. Um, Did you have a favorite moment, Glennis? (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I mean, just Vincent trying to convince Jessica and Jessica is like, why on earth would I do this? <laughs> right. But she did. Okay. Uh, Ashley, what do you give dead to rights? Okay. So I clearly, I think missed chunks of the plot when we covered it <laughs> at the beginning. Cause I was like, I didn't realize how <laughs> elaborate that was. <laughs> so elaborate. And then I was like, huh. <laughs> I wonder why I wrote down I gave it like an 8 out of 10 and I was like but I think I just like the Dana Ballard lying part Mm. like she was so slick Mm -hmm. and Missy Stevens was just really great too and then Ethan Stevens with his little choo-choo train going around his office oh my god yeah, um, that was great. And so when Dana Ballard is changing the voicemail machine and switching out the greedy message, that was my favorite moment. Okay. But I realize I didn't quite follow the plot. So I'm going to give it a seven for <laughs> confusing me. <laughs> um, But it was entertaining for sure. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being so brave and to come forward with. Come forward with, I miss chunks of the episode, literally. Honestly, that makes me feel better. Although, like, us talking about it has been a lot of fun, but I I cannot express to you how confused I was. And I was like, I'm going to have nothing to say about this episode. And I knew Regitech was huge and I wrote that down because this guy's walking around with <laughs> a folder with Regitech and like size 72 font <laughs> on the folder, um, but completely forgot why that was relevant. So yeah, did really good there with the memories of the episode. But I do think with Murder, she wrote like, this is my thing. And I know I've said this before, but it's like, I really don't mind. Like if I'm, if there's some fun characters, I yeah. am just, I don't really care what's going Like when the wife came on the scene, I was like, Ooh, I love her. And then yeah. it's like, anytime she yeah. was in it, I was like, this is great. I think like, maybe I can literally switch my brain off to the, the only reason I was paying this much attention was because I knew I was going to have to recap it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise I was yeah. like, because you had me every five minutes being like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> And there were like a few red herrings, like more so than yeah. others, like with mm. Missy and then Todd. And then the DA was the, or the lawyer was the last person I would expect. So I think mm. that's yeah. also like, who was holding the gun? I mean, and this thing where the, she had fallen and then he like 
moved her hair like moved her blood around i mean it just always like very moved her blood around i mean how they even (laughs) figured out it was him was madness but yeah megan what do you give dead to rights it's hard because i actually totally agree with everything ashley just said it's like it's been really fun talking about it and like (laughs) is this one of my favorite episodes no but like (laughs) <laughs> I kind of like all the weirdness. And yes, I loved her changing the voicemail. So I, I'm going to give it an eight. An eight. Okay. And what was your, oh, you liked her changing the voicemail? Uh, yeah. And all just her weird lying stuff. So weird. <laughs> I, I like weirdly didn't hate Vincent that much. And so I, I, I know he wasn't great, but I did like, this sort of camaraderie that she had with Vincent and when the two of them are trying to get Dana to tell them the truth and they both just like cannot believe that she's still lying to them about stuff that did kind of make me chuckle a little bit so I did like that kind of dynamic and I'm gonna give this a six which probably seems harsh but I do think it's just like you're you're just in for a little bit of a ride here there's some good characters the plot kind of doesn't really matter it's more just about the kind of like, you know, silly side, like Wanda, even though we didn't talk about her really and like all these sort of random other people. Um, So yeah, so does anybody have anything else they want to talk about with Dead to Rights? No, well, thank you so much everybody for listening and we hope you listen again next week. Bye. 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 Bye.